da 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 de do Welcome to the Highland Highway. Oh, yeah. I am the wolf man. No, I'm not. Hi, guys. How are you? It's Harland. Great to have you here today. What a show, what a show, what a show, what a show. I hope you're having fun wherever you may be. Um, I'm going to talk today about something that just made me so sad. It, I'm, I'm going to talk about clothing for men in America. And I think it's it might be going in a very strange direction. So uh, check that out. It, it, I walked into a clothing store and it was a little freaky. Um, and then uh, I'm going to be talking about um, the gym. There's, there's a certain thing that happens when you go to a gym or join a gym. And I'm hoping I can steer you away from said thing because it's stupid. It's humiliating. It's goofy. And you don't need it. So uh, hopefully it's a it's a hot little gym tip. And then later in the show, I'm going to be talking about all this crap about the Russians and, and Trump and the Democrats and the Russians are coming and Russian espionage. And it's affecting everyone and so much so that my Aunt Ruthie calls in. I guess she's scared of the Russians coming and she bought a machine gun and she left me a voicemail. And I, I, I don't know what's about to happen, but we're going to listen to it. Hold on, this is the Harland Highway. Sit down, strap in, and tighten your diaper. Come here, baby. You're about to go down the Harland Highway. No! No! I didn't bargain for this. Oh, yes, you did. Chicka, chicka, chow, chicka, chicka, chow, man, baby. And the creature from outer space. Please don't stop. I gotta feed it. Ugly face. Magnificent performance. This is the Harland Highway. I hate you. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> what do you say we get down to business? Yeah, let's get physical. Or not. How many of you wildcats uh, do the gym scene? Do you do the gym? Do you go to the gym? I encourage you to go to the gym. Um, it's healthy. It's good. Uh, but one thing, when you go to the gym, this drives me nuts. Because I try to get to the gym as much as I can. You know, it's just, it's just good for you, man. If you're not doing it, get up and do it. Stop dilly-dallying. Get up and do it. But don't do this. If you're going to the gym and maybe you're joining for the first time or you're going to a new gym, don't do this. It's just sad. What happens is when you sign up at a new gym, uh, a lot of times they do this whole thing. Well, if you sign up, we give you a, uh, a free... Uh, a free workout with one of our instructors here, and uh, you know they'll work out a plan for you, and they'll uh, they'll get you started. And uh, don't do it. Oh my God! So here's what happens, and and I see it all the time. It's it's almost embarrassing. 
but you'll go to the gym to work out, and most people just go out and work out on their own. They got it. They can handle the machines. They know how to run a treadmill. It's not that difficult. But the newbies to the gym, and unfortunately, a lot of the times, this is what I've seen, it's it's heavier people, heavier guys, heavier girls that have, uh, you know, they're carrying way too much weight. Sometimes it's it's just kind of, uh, you know, regular-sized people, but I'd say 80% of the time it's it's heavier people. So that tells me maybe they haven't been to a gym or haven't been for a long time, and, and they're there, and they're like, they want to get started. And so what happens is they do these trainer sessions, and the trainers parade them around the gym doing the most ridiculous exercises you've ever seen. You know, like there'll be the area where all the, uh, the uh, you know, the, the, the uh, weights are or the workout type machines, the Nautilus machines or whatever. And everyone else will just be going from machine to machine, doing their curls, doing their lifts, doing their reps, doing their sets. And then these trainers have these poor people like doing lunges, They'll be doing lunges all the way through and they'll have them carrying like weights on their head and they'll have them walking backwards and they'll have them doing like squatting jumps. It looks like they're playing leapfrog and then they'll put them on these ridiculous machines. You know, there's this new one where it's it's big giant ropes, like the kind of ropes you'd see down at a dock tying a ship to the dock. You know, the big thick ropes, they're as thick as a salami. And they're wiggling the ropes, and they'll have them. They'll 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 have the big heavy medicine balls, and they'll be throwing them at them, and they'll they'll have them on the floor doing push-ups and sit-ups and crunch. I mean, they're really working their asses off. And the problem with it is, a these people aren't in good enough shape. They look like they're about to die. You know, for your first time at the gym, you shouldn't be like push to the point of like throwing up, it's probably better to gradually work up to more rigorous and vigorous exercise. But, uh, but what happens is these people end up looking like buffoons because of the only ones in the gym doing all these crazy crab walks and leapfrog moves and cartwheels and jelly rolls. And it's, it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's embarrassing to watch them. And I give them A for effort, but they don't know. They don't know that that's how it works. The the instructors are putting them through these terrible maneuvers. And if you look around the gym, here's the telltale sign. Nobody else in the gym is doing these stupid things. Nobody's doing lunge steps all the way through the gym. Nobody's running up and down the stairs 40 times as fast as they can. Nobody's balancing a a 20-pound weight on their head and walking around like they're, you know, a Biafran woman in the jungle with a, a basket on her head. It's ridiculous. And on top of it, these poor people look so exhausted. They, they look like they really don't want to be there. They're just like, oh, my God. And then, you know, these, these, these instructors who are usually in good shape it's almost like they're kind of forcing their will, their their physical fitness on these poor out of shape slobs. Like, well, here's how you get to be like me, do this. And it's like they're not ready for that, you moron. Like 
Uh, you know, have them do three push-ups, three sit-ups, you know, curl 15-pound dumbbells, send them home and say, next time we're going we're gonna, to, you know, raise it up a little bit. But just a tip for those of you who go to the gym or are thinking of going for the first time, do not accept the invitation for a free workout consultation slash session with a so-called trainer. Okay, and a lot of these people, I don't even think they are trainers. I think they're just people that were looking for a job. And they're like, I can't find anything. I guess I'll work at the gym and be, you know, try and recruit. And so they get tasked with, you know, well, part of your job is you got to take the newbies on a uh, on their first day workout trial. And I have a feeling, you know, a lot of these so-called trainers don't really look like trainers to me. I was at one gym, I was visiting another city, and it was bizarre. This The trainer was wearing dress shoes, like loafer-type shoes, like the type of shoes you'd wear to a wedding. And he's standing there, and they just stand there and watch you sweat and turn purple and bleed. So there you go. I, I don't know if this helps any of you who are thinking of going to a gym or have been offered the free session, but to decline. You look like a moron. I don't think it helps you, and nobody else in the gym are doing the stupid moves. Okay, there. A little tip from me to you. God bless you. Happy workout. Let's get animal, animal. Let's get into Burger King. Burger, no. Let's get this. Oh, forget it. What does that even mean? Let me hear your body talk. Let's get physical. Let me hear your body talk. What is that farting? Is that what she's asking? I want to hear you fart. Like how else does your body talk? I mean, you can talk out of your mouth. I guess technically that's your body. But outside of that, like, hello, I want to watch what you ask for there, hottie. Um, Man, I want to talk about this this godforsaken Russian election Trump America bullshit. Good Lord. Are we not just wasting more of the people, we the people's time with this crap? Good Lord, man. Does anyone really think that the Russians influenced the election? Really? Just, it's unbelievable, man. It's just, it's such a distraction. It's such a ploy. It's such an obvious ploy by the Democrats to try and disrupt and delegitimize President Trump's presidency. And whether you like Trump or not, he's just trying to get stuff done. He's just trying to get the engine running. He's trying to, he's trying to, you know, get jobs and security and all this stuff motoring in America. And here's this, like, Russian this, Russian that. It just keeps going and going and going, and there's, it's just driving me nuts. And it, it, it's just creating a state of confusion, and now we're opening up more tribunals and more uh, uh, undercover, 
uh, uh, investigations and more special counsels and more this, all this stuff using up politicians' valuable time where they could be working on roads and bridges and schools and education and health care. And it's, it's just, it, this is why I hate the, the government on all sides. Because if the Democrats aren't doing it to the Republicans, the Republicans are doing it to the Democrats. And they're just wasting our GD time on this crap because they're all so intent on crippling each other. They all want to cut each other's legs out from other them. So all this time, and not to mention money. Do you know how much of your hard-earned dollars, Democrats and Republicans and independents listening, do you know how much of your hard-earned dollars are going into all this BS? And it's not just the Russian thing. It's, it's, it's things that all of them do. It happened during Obama's thing. There were investigations into Obama. There's investigations into the Republicans. There's investigations into this. Probably billions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of man hours spent. For what? At the end of the day, it all just seems so ridiculous, man. Unless there's something really, really hardcore and concrete and endangers all of our lives. Get back to work, you morons, all of you. It's just, you know, it's such a sad state of affairs, man. I, I almost wonder if our whole system's going to collapse because if you're like me, whoever, whoever's listening, aren't you just fed up with all of it on both sides? Don't you just want your representatives to go into work every day, sit at their desk, and try to better your community, better your your environment, better your world, better your country. It's so disheartening to see. It really is. It, it, you know, I, I liken it to this. It's like the Republicans and the Democrats are like two parents who fucking hate each other. They're in, they're in the worst marriage ever, but they're staying together for the kids. And we're the kids. You know, me, you, and the rest of the of the constituents who make up the, the population of this country. We're all the children. And mom and dad stay together. They hate each other. And all they do is fight. And they're using us, the kids, as the pawns in their horrible marriage, their horrible divorce, whatever they're going through. And while they're busy fighting and trying to outdo each other and, 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 you know, knock the other one down, we, the kids, are just sitting there at the breakfast table going, um, could I get my pancakes, please, mommy and daddy? I, I'm starving. You haven't fed me in 12 days. I've been sitting here watching you with these ridiculous power struggles, these fights, these, these uh, you know, these plays for dominance. Oh, gosh, it's just sickening. And this Russian thing is just causing everyone to get freaked out and paranoid. It's like, you know, when the Democrats thought they were going to win, when they thought Hillary was the man, um, they didn't give a crap about the Russians. They didn't raise any crap about the Russians. Well, they did a little bit, but it, you know, it wasn't that big a deal. But now that they lost, it's like, oh, the Russians, this, the Russians, that. Now everyone's, everyone's starting to get freaked out about the Russians. Roger tells me, did you say Aunt Ruthie left a, a message about the Russians? All right, well, I guess it's relevant, so we might as well play it. So even my dear Aunt Ruthie up in Rochester, New York, 
is starting to get freaked out by this Russian crap. You know what? Just play the message, Raj, and let's see what poor Aunt Ruthie's going through up there. Good Lord, Russians. Hello. Hello. Oh, I hate using these machines. Hello, little angel. Are you there? Oh, my God. Hello, Angel. It's your Aunt Ruthie calling. How are you, doll? Oh, my God. It's your Aunt Ruthie calling from Rochester, New York. How are you? Are you in the Hollywoods? Are you up in the Hollywoods making the televisions, little angel? Oh, you're so cute. I just want to run my fingers through your hair and feel your hair in my fingers like a little ball of moss on the end of a log. You're a cute little... Twinkle face. Anyways, Angel, listen, I called to see if you're okay. I keep hearing on the news that the Russians are coming and that we're, we're being infiltrated and they're spying on us and they're going to attack us again. And I'm so nervous. Uh, you know, we, they've got the nuclear missiles and the arsenals. And I think they even speak another language over there, Angel. I'm not sure. I think one of our neighbors down the streets, the Kaplutniks, uh, I think they were right down off of... Uh, Darwin Avenue and uh, Quincy Boulevard. I remember they, they, they were, every time I walked by the house with your Uncle Harry in his wheelchair, I could smell cabbage coming out of the house. I guess they were boiling soup or something. I remember your Uncle Harriet. You know, he would always say, oh, Ruthie, did you fart again? I mean, Jesus Christ, woman, wipe your ass. And I was like, Harry, it's not me. It's the Kaplutniks at the number 52 Quincy over there. He says, well, Jesus Christ, woman, it smells like, you know, some rotten gym socks climbed up your ass and, uh, you know, laid some uh, spoiled turtle eggs right in your colon. And I'm like, Harry, not so loud. You don't, you know, our neighbors could be listening. And he says, well, it's not my fault that you, you smell like an old garbage bag blowing down shit street. And I'm like, Harry, please. So. Anyways, Angel, I'm so nervous about these Russians coming. I went out and bought a machine gun. There's, you know, there's a gun shop over on uh, Main Street here. It's been there for 50 years. I think your Uncle Harry knows the owner. H hang on. Harry, do you know the owner down at uh, Davidson's gun shop? What? I tell your Uncle oh, Chris. Uh, thanks for nothing, Harry. Your Uncle Harry's eating brownies, Angel. I made some delicious brownies for him this morning, and he's been eating them so much, it looks like his stomach's growing. It looks like he's, you know, pregnant with a baby water buffalo, for Christ's sake. I mean, you know, I make brownies, so you eat, you know, a couple a day. You know, Uncle Harry just gobbles them down like a fucking alligator at a roasted chicken festival at Kenny Rogers' house or something, for Christ's sake. Anyhow, Angel, I bought this machine gun, and I'm just taking it out of the box because I know you know a lot about things. You, you know, guns. You live in California where everybody shoots everyone. I hear even the children do drive-bys over there, for Christ's sake. My goodness. But anyhow, I'm just taking it out of the box, and I'm touching some of the buttons. And oh, oh my God! Oh, oh, oh my God! Oh my God! Oh, oh Christ! Oh, oh my God! Oh, oh, oh my God! It just went off, Angel. Oh my God! The goddamn fucking machine gun just went off. Oh, Harry, are you okay? Oh my God! I shot a fucking brownie right out of Harry's hand. Are you okay, Harry? 
Oh, my God, I think I shot the tip of one of his fingers off. Anyways, Angel, if you could call me. I'm so worried about the Russians. Your Uncle Harry wants me to board up the windows, for Christ's sake. So later I'm heading over to Home Depot or, or Depot. Or how, I don't even know how to say it. I mean, where, where do people learn to fucking spell these days? It's like, is it Home Depot or is it Home Depot? I don't know, lady. Maybe you can tell me. Uh, speaking of, you know, boarding up the windows, do you remember when you were a little boy, Angel? And your Uncle Harry built you a treehouse. Do you remember that? And you were sitting up there, and you fell asleep. Do you remember? And an owl flew down and built a nest all over your fucking freckled face. Oh, my God. I could. I remember you fell out of the tree, and you stood up, and your Uncle Harry thought you were the swamp thing or something. You had a fucking owl's nest on your face. And it was like we were screaming, and your Uncle Harry threw a rock at your head. Do you remember? And you, oh, my God. We had you at the hospital, and, the, you know, the, the doctor was. He said, I think his child has owl fleas, whatever the fuck owl fleas are. But, you know, they peeled the owl nest off your little freckled face. And, you you know, you looked like, you know, looked like, you know, Rosie O'Donnell had sat on a blueberry muffin and, you know, farted on it. It was just like your face, <laughs> your face was a, <laughs> your, your, your face was a mess, child. <laughs> Anyhow, Angel, listen, listen, Angel. I got, look, this machine, oh my God, oh Christ, oh, there he goes again. Oh my God, oh, oh Christ, they just shot my fucking foot. Jesus Christ, those fucking Russians. I just put a fucking M29 bullet to my foot, Angel. Oh, and that's not easy. I'm wearing cork shoes, my orthopedic cork shoes, because I walk like a crab on Sundays. Oh, God, there's a hole in my foot. Look like, I look like Jesus' foot after they nailed him to the cross, I'm guessing. Good Lord. Oh, my God. I better go, Angel, but thank you for your help. If you get a chance, please call us, okay? And see if you can help us with the machine gun, okay? We love you, Angel. Your Aunt Ruthie and Uncle Harry love you. Oh, you're so cute. Goodbye, Angel. Oh! Oh, my God. Fuck me. Seven ways to Friday. Oh, my... Oh, shit. I just shot out the fucking television screen. Are you okay, Harry? Oh, Christ. They just shot Harry's knob off. Oh, my God. Harry! I'm not your daddy. Okay. Time for a little reality check, ladies and gentle blurgans. Um, this, this, I think this kind of makes my heart sad. This kind of hurts. This one kind of hurts, but, you know, I'm getting a little worried about the state of masculinity in society. And, uh, case in point, I was out shopping the other day and I walked into a, into a clothing store, um, I walked into this place called Urban Outfitters. You know, when you walk around, I'm a dude. I'm looking for dude clothes. And I walked into this place, and, it, you know, it was all girls' stuff downstairs, okay? The, the downstairs floor. And I was like, oh, the guy's stuff's upstairs. So I go upstairs, and I walk up, and it's this big, like, upstairs area. And I see, like, folded clothes, 
sitting on the tables, and I see folded. Uh, I see shirts and pants hanging on the uh, on the uh, racks, and I see jackets. And I'm looking around, and I'm like, oh, there must be a girls section up here too. And I look around, and and I'm seeing like uh, I'm seeing like jean jackets with flowers on them, roses. I'm seeing I'm seeing turquoise pants. I'm seeing pink pants. I'm seeing pastel yellow shirts. I'm seeing all this stuff, and I, I swear to God, like totally innocently, I, I walked up to the girl. I said, oh, where's the guy's section? She goes, you're in it. And I go, no, no, these are, these are the girls' clothes. I said, I'm, I want to I see the guy's stuff. She goes, this is the guy's stuff. And I'm like, what? And I start walking around, and I look around up there, and I'm looking at the the, the, the cool jean jackets with the, with the flowers on them. And, and uh, I'm looking at, at these pants and shirts. And I'm like, what the hell? This is, the, this is what guys are wearing now? My whole heart just went, good Lord. What the hell is happening, man? How emasculated is this country becoming? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with people and guys wearing, you know, lighter colors or pastels, but but when almost the whole selection, it was, I'm not kidding, it was almost everything up there. And so I, I just, I, I had to ask because it was girls were, you know, girls working in the guys section, which I guess is okay, but you'd think there'd be at least one guy up there. And I was like, there's no way that girls can be digging a dude when you're out on the street, when you're out cruising the bars. Are, are girls these days looking for a guy in pink long pants and a, and a jean jacket with flowers and, and, and yellow loafers? And I was just like, I, I couldn't. I refused to believe it. So, so I asked the girls. I, I, I talked to the girls while, while I was there. And listen to this exchange, and it, it, it almost blew my mind. Man, there is a lot of pinks and pastels and purples up here. It's new for spring, it like it. Should guys be wearing those colors, do you think? I think so, why not? It doesn't bug you guys? No? Do you like it? I like a lot of the men's clothes. I like more than the women's clothes, honestly. Really? Yeah. So wait a minute. You were walking down the street with your boyfriend, and he was wearing purple pants and a turquoise top. And you feel secure? Yeah. I'd, I'd appreciate that he, like, wanted to wear whatever he wanted. Okay. Interesting. What about you? <laughs> I mean, purple right? pants and a turquoise top. And I, I might be like, it's like, maybe we tone it down on one of the colors, but definitely, like. Okay. Okay. I'm about it. I'm, I'm older, so I'm trying to get used to this. Yeah. I came up here, I thought this was the girls' section. There's yeah. like a jean jacket with roses on it. When we first got it, I thought it was women's. Yeah, right? Are a lot of guys jacket. buying that? Yeah, actually, we sold two. I, I rang up two guys yesterday. Really? So. Jean jacket with roses. <laughs> and there's a butterfly on the back, actually. Come on, play. show me. Yeah. I got a toy. What? <laughs> Scorpions too, to, or like a spider, oh, little. Oh, I guess they are really fun. Some moth and some hornets, but more, a lot more roses. Yeah. It's just 
<laughs> yeah, the times are a changing, aren't they? Remember when guys used to wear hell's angels on the back oh, of their chest? Okay. Now it's like butterflies <laughs> and roses. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. All right. Well, we all have to adjust, right? Exactly. All righty. Thanks, girls. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Wow. So not only roses all over the jean jacket, but on the back, butterflies. Um, you know, maybe some cinnamon muffins for shoulder pads and, you know, maybe some, uh, man, I just, I'm sorry guys, but it's just, this is not masculine stuff. And I got to be honest, you know, it it shocked me when when these girls had two reactions. It shocked me when I asked her. Would you be cool if your boyfriend was walking down the street with you in purple pants? Would you feel secure? And she was like, she's like, oh yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, you know, I'd, I'd respect him for, for, for choosing. And I was like, okay, that was a cool answer that, you know, I guess you got to respect the person you're with for choosing. And maybe, maybe it takes more of a man to wear something bold and kind of more feminine than masculine. That's one argument. I'm not I'm not going to buy into that one. Sorry. I mean, you know, that may be your choice, but I don't I just I just don't buy it. And then here's the other part. When I asked her if she'd be, you know, cool with her boyfriend wearing that stuff, it was interesting. It was a little bit of that whole and this is just my interpretation, but it's a little bit of that whole kind of, you know, all-inclusive, accepting, you know, there's no barriers or bars between anything anymore. She kind of had this look in her eye, and this is just how I perceived her body language. She, This look came over her face that, that to, to me felt like she was kind of saying, well, this is the answer I'm supposed to give. And she also had this kind of look like, I know I'm bullshitting right now, but I think this is the the right answer. I think I think this is what I need to say. I think this is what society wants me to say. This is this is just me. I I, I didn't feel like her answer was a hundred percent real. I almost it almost like I could see the wheels turning in her head when I asked her, would you feel secure if your boyfriend wore like purple and yellow walking down the street with you? It's almost like I saw the wheels turning and going, oh, what am I supposed to say here? What's the accepted answer so that I'm not chastised by society? Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just reading it wrong. Maybe she does want a boyfriend in yellow and purple. I don't know. But something about the way she answered, the tone in her voice, the look in her eyes, it, it, it almost felt like she was struggling to find what was right. And I don't know if she, if she knew what she wanted. But that's just me being very interpretive. So, I, again, I don't know. But it wasn't a super convincing, strong answer like that, that you know, it, I don't know. Am I just old? Am I just out of touch? Am I? I mean, I got to tell you, when I was a younger kid, I had a pair of pink shorts. I had a, I had a yellow shirt. I had a turquoise top. I would wear them from time to time. You know, I think every dude has a 
a softer side inside of them that they like to put on display now and then, or, or maybe they're tough and they think, oh, well, if I wear something like, you know, totally counter to what I am, it'll make me seem cool. Like I'm a tough dude with a turquoise shirt, bro. But I don't know. I guess, I guess, you know, in, when I was growing up, you kind of had to look around for that stuff. And I guess what weirded me out is the clothing choices in this store where I was, was predominantly, you know, more softer, effeminate type clothing. So I don't know, man. I just don't know what I'm, I'm, my mind's spinning. I don't know what to think. I don't know what's up. I don't know what's down. I mean, if you're a woman and I'm just going to throw this out there, if you, if you're a woman and you're walking down the street with your boyfriend and all of a sudden you get into trouble, some tough dudes show up. Uh, are they going to take seriously your boyfriend who's standing there in purple pants a yellow shirt and a jean jacket with flowers and butterflies on it. That's what I'm, this is what I'm asking. If I was a girl, I don't know if that would make me feel safe. So I don't know, man. I'm just throwing it out there. What the hell's going on? Remember Hell's Angels? These guys would have these, you know, leather bike jackets with skulls on the back and Dudes used to wear black leather jackets and blue jeans and work boots and plaid shirts and ripped t-shirts with the arms cut off. And I don't know what's happening. Yes, I'd like the jacket with the butterflies, please. And let me see, what type of flowers would I like on there? Just sunflowers? And could you have one of the butterflies on the sunflower, you know, just in case I join a gang or something? Um, and if it's possible, could you put some butter dollops on my my um my purple pants? Yeah, just some some butter dollops and maybe some kitten faces, and right around the ankles maybe some little tiny pom poms. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, <laughs> it, it is what it is. The human species is evolving to what? I'm not sure. I'll leave that for you guys to ponder. If you have any comments, thoughts, if you want to elaborate, add on, you can call me 323-739-4330, 323-739-4330. You can comment about anything you want. Yeah. Um, also, I want to mention, oh, my God, um, our uh, our new um, album, the pre-order for our new uh, album, me and my cousin, my cousin Kevin Hearn, we have put out a new musical release called Rattlesnake Love, and uh, we are super excited about it. The, uh, the full album is released on uh, March 17th, so that's coming up. But we have a pre-order thing going on. If you, if you get it right now, you get the uh, whole album for cheaper. It's kind of like a pre-order bonus signing thing. And, uh, and you can go into iTunes and, and look for that. I'm going to be posting the link on our website, thecousinsband.com. 
If you want to go on there and learn more about our our band, our sound, you can actually listen to our title song, Rattlesnake Love. You can listen to that for free. And uh, when you go on to the pre-order page at iTunes, you can actually listen uh, to all of our songs. I think we have 11 or 12 songs available on our new album, Rattlesnake Love. So we're super stoked, and I'm going to be doing a podcast with Kevin coming up real soon, and we're going to talk about the whole album and our musical process, and we might even sing for you. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's coming up in the next uh, next few podcasts, me and my cousin talking about our new, our new release, Rattlesnake Love. Also, let's talk about the uh, comedy, the stand-up comedy, baby. Uh, let's see. When's my next gig? I think it's um, I think it's the end of March. That's right. I think it's uh, April. Uh, let's see. No, March thirtieth through April first, uh, up in Erie, Pennsylvania. I'll be at uh, Uncle Funny's in Erie. I think it's called Uncle Funny's. Check my website. I might be getting that name wrong. It's my first time to the club, so forgive me. I forget the. The name, but uh, here it's a great club. I've never been. Erie, Pennsylvania, right on the shores of fabulous Lake Erie. We can go fishing for carp if you're so inclined. Um, we can wear our yellow pants and our, our flowery blue jean jackets and catch carp. Slap them in the face and then release them. Uh, yeah, so check that out. I'll be uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, March uh, 30th through April 1st. And then the uh, the uh, following week, I'll be in Vir Virginia Beach. Oh, yeah. Virginia Beach. Uh, that'll be April 7 through 9. That's the Funny Bone in April. In, uh, April and that's, uh, that's uh, in Virginia Beach. And then two weeks later, I'll be at, uh, at the Big Indian Casino in Connecticut at Comics with an X on the, on the end of it. That'll be April 20th through the 22nd. So some really great clubs coming up. Super excited. Go to harlowwilliams.com. Click on my stand-up comedy link. And you can buy your tickets right there on the page, players. Players. Um, and what else? Please get our app. Get our, uh, our beautiful um, Harland Highway app. It's uh, available in your app store. You just type in the Harland Highway and boom, you get it for free. You get the 50 latest episodes of the Harland Highway. And then for $20 a year, you can become a premium member. And you get the whole catalog of every episode we've ever done, which is almost 800. Or Actually, we're, I think we're coming up on 850 so there is hours and hours of entertainment for you there. It's a lot cheaper. You know, going to a movie costs you $15. So for $5 more, well, if you buy snacks, a movie probably costs you $25, and then you're just in and out in two hours. Okay, for 20 bucks, you get 850 episodes of the Harlan Highway podcast, and each episode runs between, you know, 40 minutes, 30 minutes to, to an hour. So that's a lot of entertainment for $20. Plus, I do extra bonus stuff throughout the year. I drop in extra interviews, extra stand-up comedy bits, yada, yada, yada. So it's a great deal, and it helps us out over here. And all of you that have joined, thank you so much. 
And uh, for those of you that are thinking of it, please uh, join it. I think you'll like it. 20 bucks a year. Um, also, check out our store at harlowwilliams.com. we got great T-shirts, books, music, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, if you go to my books page, uh, you can actually download my short story, The uh, Garden Hose Time Machine. It's so amazing. I met some wonderful people. I just did a show in uh, Phoenix, Arizona this past weekend at uh, Stand Up Live. Great club. And two of the pavement pounders came up after the show to talk to me. It was a man and his, I think it was his wife. And they were going nuts about the Garden Hose Time Machine short story that I read on the podcast a few months back. And uh, the gentleman I was talking to, really nice guy, they were both great. He, he, he said the story moved him to tears. He said he was, he was crying while listening to the story. And that really moved me because, you know, that's the power of words. And uh, I just love it that, you know, I was able to write something that stirred someone's emotions. And I think I think you'll enjoy it. Um, it's $4. If you go to my, my books link on my website, you can download the audio version for $4 and listen to it at your leisure. And uh, hopefully it'll move you the way it moved these people who uh, really loved it. And I want to thank them if they're listening for uh, saying hello after the show and talking to me and and uh, telling me uh, their thoughts about um, my podcast and my stand-up show and and the uh, Garden Hose Time Machine. They even they even yelled it out in the middle of the show. It it totally caught me off guard, but I loved it. I was like, oh, cool. There's people that dig my short story. So uh, I promised them I'm going to do some more, and uh, hopefully I'll have another one up for you guys soon. And uh, hopefully you'll dig it, baby. So there you go. That's it. Like I said, you can call me, 323-739-4330. That number is at the website at harlowwilliams.com if you can't remember it. Also, you can write me at harlowwilliams.com on the contact link. And also, don't forget, check out thecousinsband.com, and you can learn all about our new music album. And we've been getting some really good feedback on it so far. So, uh I hope you guys enjoy that. Okay, that's it for today. I'm going to go get my purple pants on and my powder blue shirt and my dandelion jean jacket, and I'm going to go out and skip. I'm just going to skip down the street, and hopefully I bump into some, you know, gang members, and if I do, I'm going to slap the bitches. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for calling in, Aunt Ruthie. I hope you're okay. And until next time, everybody, chicken chow mein. Baby, watch out for those Russians. Harry just gobbles them down like a fucking alligator at a roasted chicken festival at Kenny Rogers' house or something, for Christ's sake.